Welcome to another edition of the Laugh... Oh, this is not the Laugh Lounge. This is the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The Comedian's Table is a it's a bunch of comedians sitting around a table, chatting, catching up, BSing, etc. Tonight my guests are... Cody Malbuff. Oh, Alex McKenzie is my name. <laughs> and because this is your first time on the Comedian's Table, because you've been on other iterations of the show, the Laugh Lounge, were you on the... Uh, uh, what was the first one? Talking Funny. Oh, I was, on, I was on Funny Talking, actually. Funny it was talking. like the spin-off version of Talking <laughs> Funny. With the Comedian's Table, it's the first time. Yeah. And since it's your first time, I'm going to do a, a thing that I've been doing with every guest. Three things of note that happened since the pandemic started for you. Um, I can start if you want to think about no, it. No, no, like on a, like on a personal <laughs> level, three yeah, things yeah. to note that happened to me. Yeah, like for example, my three things. Yeah, let's hear yours, Brian. My daughter turned 18, graduated high school, and got her first job. Oh, man. I, my daughter hasn't done any of those things <laughs> yet. <laughs> I went to uh, Montreal for game four, five, and six. Okay. The Stanley mm-hmm. Cup finals. Didn't get in the arena, obviously, because it's 1,500, <laughs> 1500 cap yeah, yeah. Wow. If you yeah. didn't even get into the arena, really good you put that after the daughter thing. Would yeah. have reflected uh, poorly on you. Well, yeah, you haven't heard this? I've but heard. I know. I went, I went to uh, game four outside the Bell Center. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of us. We're all watching screens inside the bar. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't see because I'm pretty short guy. So I'm like... But when uh, Montreal scored the overtime goal, I cheered when everyone else cheered. Yeah, that's so, a good move. Yeah, <laughs> just go with the flow. <laughs> and that's when someone docked and yelled out uh, tear gas. Right, because right at that time, what, what I thought was a Coors Light, I used to drink Coors Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I thought was a Coors Light can landed at my feet, started spinning and spraying. And right. it, it was cold, right? I thought tear gas was hot. Right. But it started spraying my leg, and someone yells out, tear gas, and we all... They just tear gas the bar for the win. They're like, we won. No, like, we're, we're outside yeah. the Bell Center. Right. There's like, I don't know how many of us. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, how much of a victim are you in this story? Were you trying to tip a car over when this happened? No, I was or? just standing there cheering with everyone else. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's funny, though, that they tear gassed you just for the win. You're like, they won, and they're cheering. They're like, I don't know. We brought all this down in case they lost. We have all this tear gas in case there was a riot. Did everybody well get them out of here? Did everybody around you seem super chill, or were you? Just no, we were all just cheering, high fiving. People were drinking, like yeah, yeah. publicly drinking. But I, like I, I sent a message. How to long a after they scored? Was it like they scored, or they're like game over, and they lobbed her in? Was it an mm, hour? What are we looking minutes, at? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. They're like, hey, you guys yeah. have had your ten minutes of celebration. Yeah. <laughs> now go home. Now go home. Yeah, basically get out of here. But uh, yeah, I then game five. Mm-hmm. which I think was the last game, I went to Olympic Stadium. Mm-hmm. They set up a... Oh, a, dude, Olympic Stadium, there's dope, hey? You went back after you got tear-gassed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> immune <laughs> to it. It's, but, like, but it's like Olympics, getting COVID Olympics, after you got well, tear-gassed, <laughs> you're now... Olympic fine. Stadium was a family event, and there was security, and... I can't, uh, but if I got tear-gassed, I'd take a day, you know? Like, I, <laughs> well, no, we ran fast enough where I didn't get hit by it at all. It bounced off your ankle. You thought no, it was it a course No, it landed right light. on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> it directly came in contact with me, but I did not ingest any. Nope. <laughs> and, oh, the thing was, it was in French. 
Like they had a big screen TV at Olympic. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say the tear so gas I, one. So like, that's why I couldn't read it. French course light. They, so, uh, they really commit to the bilingualism. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't really. But I watched the game. I couldn't the enjoy day. the hockey game because it was in French, you know? I mean, I couldn't tell <laughs> well, the score. Well, Montreal lost as well, too. What, what do French numbers look like? 666. <clears throat> that's 66. Mario Lemieux's number. Anyways, in the third one. Yep. Soissons <laughs> is what you Soissons, were trying to say. Yeah. The third thing of note for me was I came up with an idea for a screenplay. Okay. And uh, I'm currently in the process of writing it. I'm jotting down ideas. It's it's a screenplay about indigenous comedians. Yeah. I'm indigenous. There's four of them because four is a sacred number okay. for indigenous people. The four directions, the four. Okay. Yeah. I, I was going to ask why. Four directions. Yeah. And they all come together for one night. They're all brought together for one night backstage at a large theater for the First all indigenous comedy show at a major festival. Oh, nice! So that's pretty yeah. dope, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had a huge breakthrough the other day because someone I was watching YouTube videos on how to learn how to write because I don't know how to write a screenplay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone said it's it's like a puzzle putting together a puzzle. You got a you know beginning, ending, middle, and all this, mm. and a huge piece fell into place. Oh, that's amazing! And nice. So I'm really close to writing the first draft. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool. been like four months since I came up with the idea, which is right around the time you start your first draft. Right. According to a friend that has written and directed his own movie. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Those are the three things I know. All right. So, how are you going to top it, Alex? What? Oh, okay. you know what? This is not a competition. Number one. Number one. I had a large Dairy Queen Oreo Blizzard. Cool, <laughs> baby. You ever had one of those? Oh, yeah. Was it oh, yeah. mint? No, no. Here's mint? the kicker I added Rolo to Ooh, it. Oh, man, you baby. Have done that? Come on, that's diabetes in a can right there. Am I? I'm Score. not gonna. I'm not gonna be no Icarus. I'm not gonna fly too close to the sun. <laughs> it's too much of a culinary you delight for the up. senses. <laughs> no, no, I don't know, man. So going to uh, the three things that I've done uh, that has ha- have happened to me during the pandemic. Or since like the pandemic. Since so basically, since. it's 2019 till now, or 2020 was it? March 2020 till now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, who know? I just I just got back from like a two week East Coast tour. Cool. That was dope. That was my first time going like full East Coast. Like we did like Who's we? New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and PI. So it was me, Chris Griffin, and Ephthymios Nasiopolis. So we headed out there, flew out. Say that again. Uh, which one? The, the last, last one. You want to know Ephthymios? Ephthymios Nasiopolis. Chris Griffin. I can do that one, no problem. <laughs> yeah, Chris Griffin. Nailed it. Yeah, so we went out there and we did like, uh, I was out there for two weeks. They were only there the opening weekend. I uh, I met a actually a promoter out there, producer and comedian Robbie Vino, and how I met him actually was on TikTok. He <laughs> like came into one of my lives one day and was like, "Dude, if you ever want to like come out east," he's like, "I run a comedy club out here. I'd love to have you come out." And I was like, "Dude, I want to." So then, uh, yeah, we just started working on it, and then ended up booking like a full two weeks worth of work out there, and got to fly out and hang out in Halifax and Fredericton and Charlottetown. And it was dope. So that was really cool. That was cool. <laughs> Sounds like it. There's uh, no Oreo Rolo Blizzard. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, I got into downhill mountain biking. So I bought one of those last year. Uh, at the ripe young age of 33, I figured now's the time to start getting into downhill mountain biking. Isn't that like death-defying? Uh, you could get hurt. I've already hurt myself for sure. Twice, actually. Death-defying. Depends on how good you are at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's cool, man. I'm just, basically what it is is I'm looking for things now that like are cheap. 
So you get a bike and it's like it's free after that, right? Yeah. Hmm. Other like downhill is like you can pay to get the lift <clears> passes and that. But that's actually a little like life hack I have. For uh, for last year, what I did, I bought a season pass to the Revelstoke uh, ski or like bike resort. It's like a Revelstoke mountain. It's like a new, so it does they have like downhill skiing, but then in the summer they do biking. Um, and it's so cheap. It was like 200 bucks for the season. And the kicker is if you have that pass, you can stay at the resort for free in your RV. Ooh, wow. So it was like I based myself out of Revelstoke <laughs> in the RV. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I just wake up in the morning, just go down some, the chairlift. Give some backstory to the RV. The RV. I would like to, to fill people in who I am real quick. Uh, yeah. So basically my quick little story is uh, my name's Alice McKenzie. I'm originally here from Prince George, BC. Uh, I quit my six-figure job. I sold my house and everything I own, and I bought an RV. And then I started touring the country doing stand-up comedy with my dog, Finley. And that was How's in uh, 2019. He's dude, he's so fat now. He was staying with my mom and dad. So I was just down in like a, basically this winter because I couldn't go away um, because of COVID. I basically just spent it in Vancouver. Um, so I was staying uh, in Van and my parents took care of my dog while I was down there. And it was, uh, it was good, man. It was good. So that was cool. And uh, last thing, I guess, the coolest thing that I've uh, managed to be a part of and pull off was the Hunger for Laughs comedy tour. Mm. I mean, that started in 2019. How, which, how was the Prince George shows? The one we did here. Amazing, dude. <clears throat> like, it was, uh, yeah, it was lights out, man. It was so fun. We, uh, first show sold out. Second show, we came up a little short. We are like, we had like, I think 80 tickets left or something for the late show out of like, it was like 3.30 is the sellout. Um, but yeah, it was good, dude. It, it super fun. I had the time of my life. Uh, yeah, it's probably my funnest performance ever. Just going to be surrounded with that much talent. Something that fascinated me about it is you had your standard people there. You had your comedians, a bunch of terrific comedians. Yeah. You had a comedian slash freestyle rapper. Yeah. And was then he you, a comedian? And, oh, yeah. And oh. then you also had a foot archer. Yes. Which is, I see... Quizzical looks as soon as I say the word foot archer. It's exactly what it sounds like. She shoots arrows with her feet. Okay, I get how you meet the comedians. I get how you meet the freestyle rapper. How do you meet a foot archer? Oh, yeah, Arissa, man. I fell in love with that chick years ago, dude. So it was like, it was actually, I was in Australia touring there, doing all the fringe festivals. So Is she was, your ex? No. Nah, the one like, you met in Australia? No, no, it's oh, not okay. Alex. Okay. No, the, my, other ex, my other Australian ex was Alex. Um, but no, so I met. I thought you brought her over here. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, no, I brought mm -hmm. Alex over here. Yeah, okay. that one. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now we got personal. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Jeez. Do you want to know what she got in the divorce? Dude, she's still my benefactor. If I die right now, she gets everything. I had to like sign everything over to be able to bring her over during COVID. Good thing um, you quit that six figure job. Yes, That's exactly. She gets half the RV? What half is she going to take? <laughs> She's uh, take, got to take the tires off. She's got those now. It's a stationary home, which it is now due to gas prices. Holy man. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know, dude. I, I can't even afford to live in an RV anymore. <laughs> it's insane. Um, no, so how I met Orissa was uh, when you're at the festivals, a lot of the time, like, you get you one. Did the, or, the Fringe Festivals in Australia. Yeah, right? yeah. So you get one or two nights off. Um, like a week and on those off nights a lot of the comics uh, who have other shows or have the same night off or whatever if you're in the same venue because what it'll be like a venue will be closed that day so if you're in like I was at a place called the Aberdeen Hotel so all you meet all the other artists that are doing the shows there mm -hmm. so then on the off night when the Aberdeen was closed 
you would all have the same night off. So you'd be like, hey, let's go catch some shows. Because a lot of shows will give you, you can go watch any show in the Fringe mm -hmm. uh, for free if you're an artist, okay. as long as it's not sold out. So then they're like, dude, there's this dope circus show. We got to go check it out. And that was the one we went to. We went and saw her. But it was like, it was a bunch of stuff. Like, it was crazy. Because I, the craziest thing is I had no idea what I was going to see. Like, it was like, when you know it's coming, you can kind of prepare for it. When you have no idea, this was like the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, it just blew my mind. Like, you got to see your standard people, like, juggling fire and, like, doing all of that stuff, you know, for the first 40 minutes or an hour. And then this chick comes out and she's got a bow and arrow and she starts firing it around. You're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then she does all her, like, trick shots and she does, like, some contortion stuff. Then all of a sudden you see her and she gets on these stilts. And then you're like, oh man, what is it? And then you can see they like bring a target down and you're like, dude, gee, what is going on? And then you watch her grab the bow with her feet and then they light on fire. And you're like, there's no way that what I think is about to happen is about to happen. Like this can't. And then you see the bow all of a sudden like start, like she pulls it all the way up. So she's doing a full handstand on a set of like, they call them canes, but stilts, yeah. like straight up and down in the air. And the bow is pointed at the ceiling. Then you watch her and then she, pulls it back with her feet and I'm like oh my god like while, it's while now it's it, pointing yeah upwards? while it's pointed up yeah and then, then she, she like cocks it and you're like dude okay now it's low like if she lets that go it's gonna fire you're like this is crazy then you just watch her as like a scorpion just slowly start coming over the top and she's looking and you're like dude it's getting lower you're like dude it like it's lining up like I think she might do this <laughs> man and it's crazy and you watch and those little cane things are just shaking and rattling and she's looking and it's like that focus, I think that that is something I found in my life now. The most attractive thing in the world is watching someone just that laser focus on like a task. Like there could have been war going on around this lady and all she was looking at is that target and the the thing. And she was so dialed when she nailed it. It was like, yeah. You know, you know what's crazy? You advertised the foot archer thing on my station a little bit. And yeah, yeah. We got multiple phone calls from people <laughs> being like, so you got a foot archer who's coming to town? And we're like, yeah. And like three or four people asked this question, does she have arms? Like so, <laughs> many, so many people phoned the station being like, well, if she's shooting with her feet, it must be because she has no arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so thought, many... I thought you meant arms like firearms. Right. Like no, no, weapons. No, or no like, yeah. Why, why arms would you shoot with your yeah. feet? And the first time they asked, I was like, I've never thought about it before right this second. I assume yes, but I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to get back to you, sir. Google yeah. it. Yeah, of course she does. But yeah, yeah. it just, I was so not expecting to get that question when we were and advertising. you got it three times? Three, oh, totally. three different people That's so called funny, just my show. So yeah. people might have called it other times, like yeah, asking yeah. about this too. Heard Foot Archer, hey, does she have arms? <laughs> Dude, what's wrong with you? That's so funny, man. How did it the, go over? The show? Uh, her, her specifically in what in way? Prince George? Oh, amazing! They she love it. it. She yeah. oh, did did Prince George love it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got like I just actually got the testimonials back, like because we filmed the whole thing. So I got the testimonials back like yesterday, and a uh, couple people, their favorite part of the show when they were asked at the end was uh, when they shot that guy in the dick with the arrow. <laughs> oh, can, I can't say that on the air. When they shot the man with the in the with the target in front of his privates. Did, did, I, did I see you posing as a target? That was the one? thing. So that was like the closing thing of the whole okay. show. So she does her normal act. Like her does Had all of her thing. Had you performed yet? 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I hosted. I hosted the show. She okay. she was the closer. No one's gonna follow that. Okay. Like who's gonna go up after she does a flaming foot arch and be like, so riding the bus is weird, right? <laughs> I remember uh, I hate it when I have to follow a guy who plays an instrument. Dude, I can't that, oh yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. I That's why Chris Turner again. Like the show is very strategically mm-hmm. placed. That's you know where you're oh, like. Oh, Chris Turner's the he's the rapper. rapper. Yeah, because okay. you're like after that guy does that, it just nukes mm-hmm. the room. And I'm like the only thing in the world that could possibly follow that. Is a photo. That's the only thing. That guy, Turner, crushes, man. Hmm. Like, he's going to be, that guy is like, he's going to be a huge starter, like Bo Burnham level. We interviewed him, too, and we gave him, like, 15-second notice, and he busted out an entire rap about Mr. PG, the local town mascot. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Oh, he'll do it. Yeah, he does it all, like, it's any time. You can just hang out with him. He'll sit there, like, during sound check, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, here I am in the booth talking to these two guys, but I ain't telling the truth. I'm oh, getting loose like on the stage. Eight People Mile when Eminem's backstage before the... Yeah, and yeah. And he's, he's, he's with that with his friend that uh, shot proof. himself. Oh, yeah. He's uh, like... Cheddar Bob. I do Cheddar got Bob. a dumb friend named Cheddar Bob <laughs> who shoots himself in his leg with his own gun. I did get jumped by all six of you chumps. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he basically... What Chris Turner does is he takes audience suggestions. So he splits the audience into five. It's almost like an improv. Dude, it is. Dude, it's insane, though. Like, when, okay, I met him as well in Australia. And that's where I got them. I was like, these are the best entertainers I've ever seen in my life. Like, ever. And when I watched Chris Turner setting this up, I was like, this is going to be the corniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because he's like a skinny little white British boy who (laughs) talks very proper. Like, he has a job. I must have went to Oxford. Oxford. (laughs) But he talks, like, he's just super dorky. And then he goes, and um, this side of the room, what, what would you like to hear a rap about? And then they like, and he, what he does, he has a few things. He goes, no food, no animals, and I'll never take the same suggestion twice. So like, he's like, uh, did some of the ones that people yelled out at our show were like a Viking who was insecure about his boat size. Oh, it can be that specific? Oh, dude, he tells you. He says the thing that I, he's like, one of the best ones I ever got was a, uh, it was a German man and he yelled the day in the life of an Aztec high priest. And like, that's what he wants. He's like, get more specific. So then like someone yelled out like brains and he's like, what about brains? Like, what do you want? He's like, it's pretty funny that I was like, what do you want to hear a rap about? And your brain was like, to make him rap about me. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, egotistical brains. And then he did like, yeah, a Viking who's insecure about his boat size. He, someone yelled out <laughs> oh, I on clap this me. side, he yelled out like, <laughs> Snow, he was like, who wants one here? And they yelled out snowstorm, but it was from that side. So he's like, oh, snowstorm, good ventriloquism, this section over here. So he's like, okay, we'll do snowstorm ventriloquism. And then uh, (laughs) someone yelled out Mr. PG and he's like, I won't do that because I've already done a rap about Mr. PG and doing promo for the show and I never do the same rap twice. But then when he's out there shredding it and he's doing like, like being inside doing a snowstorm and he's got, he's like, because I'm a ventriloquist. And then they're like, What's my puppet of? He's like, it's clear to see. It's that weird statue of Mr. PG. And he like put like snowstorm ventriloquism, Mr. PG all into one line and nailed like, dude, it blows your mind. Cause when you watch it, you're like, even at the show, someone yelled that out. They're like, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. <laughs> well, what's, what's the time period from when he gets the suggestions to when he starts? He's talking the whole time. It's right away. So as soon as they're done, the suggestions. So he just wow, he so just splits like, them into crowd, right? He goes, Kate, split you into five. He goes, you give me a suggestion, you give me a suggestion, you give me a suggestion, you, and then you. And like, they'll, some people will say things and he'll do a little quip on it or something. Be like, ah, snowstorms. Like, uh, okay, like, 
whatever. And I'm like, so we got snowstorms, we got brains. And then uh, what about, what, what are you, this section here, what would you like to hear a rap about? And then he gets them all. And then he goes over it. He goes, so people of like the Prince George Playhouse, he's like, what you're about to see is a freestyle rap. This has never, never been written or not. It's not written or rehearsed, never been seen before, never to be seen again. He's like, uh, he's like, and I promise you, it won't be as atrociously bad as you think a highly educated middle class white boy from Britain will be. Mm. And then he goes, you know, DJ, could you drop that beat? And then he, they drop a beat and he changes the beat all the time too. Like it's crazy. And then he just shreds it and he does it right there. Can he, because the, the beats are different, right? Oh, yeah. Different. Can yeah. he suggest like, I want this one fast, this one slow, this one mid-tempo? For his beats? Yeah. He picks them. Oh, okay. So he gave them to the theater, right? Like he has different beats. So he already knows the, the meter. Yeah, depending. He, yeah, because that's, that's what he all said. He's he, had, he has beat A and beat. He had beat A and beat B. And then when he got them, he's like, uh, we'll get beat B for this one, please. Uh, I like how Brian seemed way less impressed as soon as he heard that. He was just like, <laughs> what? He knows the time signature? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you know how no, long I'm, the I'm song in, is? I'm, I'm impressed. But yeah. Because so I don't even think I could remember the suggestions. Dude, that, no, that's the part. <laughs> that's why he has to recap it. Because I go, what was the first one? <laughs> like, as he's doing, getting them, I'm like, oh, I forget what they all are now. Mm-hmm. And so he does it. And yeah, dude, absolutely shred. Like he was on the, he's the only person ever for the late show with Stephen Colbert to get a standing ovation. Hmm. And on the late show with Stephen Colbert, one of the suggestions was people fighting over Pokemon cards at Target. And uh, yeah, dude. And he just like absolutely shreds the thing. And I'm like, this is the, yeah, it's like that, that show is so full of talent. Like it, you're there and you're just like, I think like I would put that hunger for laugh show with them. I would put that up against any show in the world. It's, I was like, the thing, if I saw that on the Colbert Report, because I've like interacted with this guy, if I saw that on the Colbert Report, I would think, oh, TV trickery. They right. paused it, <laughs> he went away into a corner and he wrote for like five minutes. Right. Like, you would not believe it yeah, if you yeah. saw it on TV. And then when he's in front of you in Prince George, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this is. He was pr- on your radio show? He was on my radio show to promote did he, Alex's Did he bust show. a rhyme? Well, that's he, what he just said. He, yeah, okay, he, okay. They got him to rap about, even though we asked oh, them PG. if they wanted to. We're like, you got to do it over Zoom. And they're like, we can't do it just like over a phone. It won't sound good. And they're like, no, we're doing it over a phone. <laughs> like, well, I was not part of that decision because I was like, we, if we're having a freestyle rapper on the show, we're not not having him rap. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Talk about how cool his freestyle rapping would have been. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it over the phone. It sounded fine. I still have the no, the I rap didn't. saved for. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to, just to use occasionally. We'll yeah. see. I'm sure I'll find a purpose for it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. So now that was kind of like our proof of concept show. And there was Ivan Decker. And Ivan Decker. And Simon, Simon King. King. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Well, that was the thing. That's why, like, it's crazy the way that the show starts. So I, I host the show yeah. and I come out and I did 20 off the top. Then we bring up Ivan Decker and Ivan is, you know, I think he Ivan crushes. is, he's a killer. dude, I think he's the best comedian alive. <laughs> like he's one of the best comedians. I've never seen anyone that clean and that he's just, his time, everything, his character, the way he carries himself, Delivery. his writing, dude, like the yeah. guy can talk about grapes for 10 minutes and you are <laughs> killing yourself. <laughs> 
And you're like, yeah, how is he still talking about grapes? And you're like, how do you make something like that that funny? Like he doesn't use it because it's so easy to get laughs when you're using shock. So if you use, you know, like if you use like profanity or if you use like sex or something, it's very easy to get laughs because you're like, whoa, did he just, say, you know, he uses none of that. He, he just pur- uses he did that pure, purposely to get on intellect. TV. Yeah, dude. From yeah. The very beginning. Yeah, exactly. He just worked very, very hard and figured it out, dude. And it's amazing. That's who I look up to Ivan. That's why I dress the way that I do on stage. Like oh, I okay. wear like a shirt and tie and suspenders. Ivan he wears doesn't wear the suspenders, suit and tie yeah. and dress shirt. Dude, that's the guy I look up to. I look at him and I go, dude, he's doing you know what, what I, I want to do. Just like Dino Archie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dino, yeah. He's got flavor, that guy. Um, but yeah, you have Ivan come out, and it's got it's twenty minutes of the funniest stand-up you'll see anywhere. I would put that up against any stand-up in the world, and uh, Ivan, yeah, just murders. And then we have Simon come out, and then we get Simon to close out with his impressions. So then you're like that, like Simon is like as far as impressions go. I don't know if anyone could do as many or as good. Like you know, like he's world class at impressions. And so we have him doing that, and then we got Chris Turner with the rapping, and then we got Arissa with the foot archery. So I'm like, you're getting to see like top world talents in so many different fields all in one night. And one, dude, I'm so proud of it. That's like, <laughs> that's my daughter right there. That's my thing I've created. It was a truly amazing show. When you describe it to somebody, did it feel like you were just doing Mad Libs? Like, okay, yeah. and a foot archer <laughs> yeah. goes into a room with a freestyle rapper. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're just making up, trying to get a rise. You're like, oh, they're not, they're not impressed by the comedian and the impressionist. But then a world class. Freestyle rapper is on the show too. You're like trying to pitch it to a network, eh? so you're just <laughs> adding more and more. You're like, come on, when are they gonna bite? But yeah, so did you come to it? Which one did you come to? I couldn't. I had something okay, so else that night. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had so many friends who were at that show, and yeah. they all came back raving about oh, it. Oh yeah, thanks, <laughs> yeah. man, dude. Yeah, we got standing ovations at the end of both shows. Um, it was, dude, that was phenomenal, man. It, uh, it was the best night of my life ever. And then, so we've got that done. So that was like our proof of concept now. So now what we're doing is I'm trying to, my goal with Hunger for Laughs is I want to raise half a million dollars for food banks across Canada in one year. Like in, I know one, like a tour in November. Now I haven't got the funding yet for it. So I'm self-producing now still. So we're doing, right now we have three events booked for November. So we got November 11th, 12th and 13th. We're doing Vancouver, Kelowna, Kamloops. That's all chalked in, locked down. And we're looking at adding a second weekend, potentially doing like coming back to Prince George and then doing Grand Prairie and Edmonton or something like that. And doing that for uh, the second weekend of November, which we're working on finalizing. But we've got got a few investors interested. Is it going to be a variety show like? The, the Prince George one or the it should be that exact same show oh, okay. so the Hunger for Laughs comedy tour that's our crew that's it right there so it's me Ivan Decker Simon King uh, Chris Turner and Arissa Kelly and we're going <clears> to <throat> tour this show my dream is coast to coast across Canada Victoria to Halifax and uh, raise half a million dollars for food banks across the country in the last two minutes here where can we find you find me Yep. Oh, buddy, Alex tells jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a big thing that happened during the pandemic. I started crushing uh, TikTok and putting jokes online every day, and I managed to gain a little bit of a following there, become mm-hmm. a little TikTok influencer. That was cool, but I'm more proud of all the other stuff, TikTok's kind of. So on Instagram, it's Alex, Alex tells, tells jokes. jokes. Yeah. That's it? 
Yeah, no, Twitter. No oh, TikTok. everything. Everything Alex tells jokes. Is, Facebook, okay. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, Alex tells jokes. Go to alextellsjokes.com. You can find my upcoming tour dates. Heading to the Okanagan with Comedy for a Cause, where we're giving away fifty percent of the proceeds to some local charities down there. It's good stuff. Doing some theaters. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What do you want to talk about now? Oh, uh, we actually have to wrap up the first. Yeah, well, let's wrap it up. So, <laughs> wrap it this, up. This has been the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS FM. Tonight, my guests were... Cody Malbuth. Uh, Doug. <laughs> no, Chris Griffin. No, Alex McKenzie. <laughs> Look and how I'm, mad he was. He was so mad. <laughs> he didn't like that. Oh, and I'm your host, Brian Major. Thank you for listening. <laughs>